0: one two one two three four step one you make some stuff step two you sell some stuff step three is what this show is all about hi and welcome back to the step three podcast my name is ian wilson i'll be your host as always i am the creative director at build create studios we make websites and stuff it's pretty cool um, this week, we're going to be talking about something that I really like to talk about because everyone has a different experience uh, with this, and that is really how you started out in your career, which in the case of myself and my guest today will be you know uh, self-employed uh, web agency owners. So, today I have my arch nemesis, Ross Johnson, from 3.7 Designs, also in Ann Arbor. And we're just going to talk about where we both started out, and uh, you know I think those two stories will be pretty different, and it'll be kind of an interesting contrast. So you may say hello.
1: Hello, and I appreciate you introducing me as your arch nemesis. Yes. Uh, we briefly mentioned this beforehand. I feel like it makes me much cooler than I sound, <laughs> or than I actually am. Um, so the question is, who's Batman and who's Robin? Uh, I. I don't know. Or not Robin. Uh Joker, right? Yeah. I don't they're... think either of us is cool enough to be the Joker though no, or no.
0: Batman really. Right. So I think we're both like like Green Lantern or something. <laughs> like kind of cool but like also just sort of like
1: I don't know. Right. sort of like a CG costume. Right, it's like the tenth <laughs> mo- like uh, superhero movie that they get to. It's exactly. Like, that's us, dude. You know they're gonna like remake that with like
0: Ryan Reynolds again. Now I think. Really. And I really hope they do like a Deadpool cameo because that would be right. Like he's the playing himself. Yeah, right. yeah, Because they, like made fun of it in Deadpool. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. So we're gonna start off at the beginning, a very fine place to start. And I wanted to start like way back, um, like what were some of your early jobs? Like even as a teenager, like what did you like start off doing? Just I don't
1: know what initially sort of building up like your work ethic and stuff. Sure, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I think my very first job, I was probably 14, and. Um, I was just, uh, I was a porter at two Mm -hmm. local restaurants. And, you know, one day a week, somehow I ended up a job with one day a week. Mm -hmm. I would go in when the normal porter um, wasn't there and just basically take food that got dropped off from shipments every day Mm -hmm. and put it in the refrigerator. Um, I just did that for extra cash. Like, I think, I don't even remember what I was trying to save up for, but I think there was something I wanted to buy. My parents wouldn't give me the money. (laughs) And so somehow I ended up with this one, you know, one-day-a-week job, and they paid me petty cash, you know, like, right. I just showed up and said, like, I worked three hours today, and they give me, you know, I don't know, 15 bucks or whatever it was at the time. Um, right. So that was the first, first job, and then one summer, I worked at Computer Medic, uh, which was a, uh, just a local, like, computer repair-slash-sales place. Yeah, that's, like, on, like, State Street or something. I think, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's surprising it's still around. I mean, they were, like, booming at the time, because um, this was probably, you know, in the mid-to-late 90s, um... And the internet was just, like, becoming a thing. Like, yeah. I was there when they got their own, like, branded emails, like, cmedic.com. And everybody oh, thought man. it was, like, oh. so fancy. Yeah, right, like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, and I did very much the same thing there where, like, I helped with inventory and stocking mm-hmm. and, like, returns and stuff like that. So I did that for one summer. And that was so that I could save up to buy a CD burner. Nice, Which at the yes. time made me, like, the coolest person <laughs> out of all my friends. The king of mixtapes. Right, right, exactly. It's like, we can copy games and <laughs> give them to each <laughs> yes. other. Um so, yeah, that was, uh, I guess, my second job. And then from there, um, throughout kind of the end of high school, like junior, senior year, I did um, more like freelance IT work for like mm-hmm. a, a couple local real estate companies where they just need somebody to come in there and like fix their email when it was broken. Yeah. Or like they had a file server that nice. needed to be rebooted or whatever. Defrag hard drive. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Why is this slow um, sort of thing? And uh that was like the first time I professionally designed a website mm. because they're like, well, you're the computer guy. Like, you make a website. <laughs> right. Of course. Um, and before then, I had done some for like my own Quake clan. So it was like yes. something I was familiar with. So and good. Team Fortress. Yes. Yep. I forgot.
0: Oh, yeah, I made like three different like clan websites for Team Fortress
1: Classic back in the day. And, like, PaintShop Pro. Right, yeah, exactly. So much bevel and emboss. (laughs) Right, right. right. Back then, yeah, it was basically a process of, like, looking up PaintShop Pro tutorials. Yes. And then, like, recreating those things into a website somehow. Um, So that's kind of where I got the taste of it. And I I guess, you know, I bounced um, around from different career ideas. And I ended up going to college, and I was still doing more, like, IT stuff and um, really... Learn that I hate IT. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry for anybody who's in IT because I feel like it's the most miserable job. Because um, everybody hates you, no matter like, like if you're doing it right or wrong. Like, if it's your fault or not, like it's still your fault. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's my experience. Yeah. You know? People only contact you when something's going wrong, and most of the time, it's like they forgot their email password or whatever. Yeah. Um. And that's kind of when I was figuring out that like maybe IT is not like the route I want to take. Mm. That's awesome. Um, let's see. I,
0: I had, like, two little jobs starting out. Um, one was really weird. The guy down the street from us, he worked for, like, a casket distributor. Whoa. Yeah. And so they had this, like, they bought this farmhouse with this big barn, and he would, like, store and prep caskets there and then, like, deliver them to the funeral homes, I think. Hmm. And so he paid me what the time was like minimum wage. I was like, you know, eleven or twelve or something. And it was like paid me like five fifty an hour sure, or something. Right. Like back break. So I would like go and like break up rocks in his barn, but then sometimes I'd come in and I'd help him prep caskets for like showrooms or funerals. Hmm. Like like wipe it all down cause it had to look pretty you'd like see your face in it when you were done. So you'd wipe off all the dust and everything and you'd like take and like put the like satin sheets and stuff and make sure it's all folded right. By far, then, one of the weirdest things I've ever done. Like, I still think back, and I'm like, how was that not? How was I not more creeped out by this? Like, how? I'm just lucky I didn't wind up buried alive in one of them or something. Um, And then after that, I was like, no, I was still like 12 or 13, but I like, yeah, I went to the classifieds and found someone who just needed help taking care of horses and mucking stalls, and I just, I did that to save up for a moped, nice, and then a computer. And, uh, yeah, I also started out doing, like, more just, like, IT-type stuff for people. Like, oh, can you, like, connect my computer to the Internet? Or my modem's not working or whatever. Um, And, uh, yeah, made websites for my clans, made websites for my bands I was in. But, like, I always thought that websites were the hugest hassle because they were never done. And you always had to go back and fix things or update them. So I kind of hated it, but I also loved it. And I was really good at finding free hosting. Uh, let me think. What else? But when I went to, when I did go to school, I was like, no, I'm not doing websites. That's just too much. Yeah, I want to make things out of paper that you can touch and feel and hold. And, um, you know, once I got out of college, I realized that those jobs just aren't there for young people <laughs> so much right. these days. So you kind of have to, like, really uh, – I had to quickly, quickly divest myself from my art school teachings and learn how to program so I could – carve out my niche in the uh in in the working world and you're self-taught right you, yeah 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 entirely I mean I had like some of my design classes and stuff but I mean I wouldn't really say that you learn a lot from those because right. your teacher's far more rational than than your average client you know they're not they're, <laughs> the client isn't critiquing you on like design principles they're critiquing you on is this right for my business or whatever you know right of course um So yeah, I think, okay, we've already kind of covered when we started doing stuff. So yeah, I basically, what did I do? Yeah, I worked at a print shop for a while, color matching blues for printing on ceiling tiles to make sure they looked like the right shade of of a sky. So I was doing in-house design and it was really there that I realized, okay, like this is cool. I can do this. I know enough to actually like start branching out. Like, what was that point for you when you realized, OK, like, I'm comfortable enough now that I can like start talking to people and trying to pretend that I'm like a young professional at the ripe young age of
1: whatever? Yeah, that's a, a good question. Um, I guess it kind of happened organically. Um, because I was, you know, I started small working on, like these little IT projects. Mm. And you know the people, I liked the people I was working for. They liked me. And so they kind of recommended me to people here and there. But it was mostly for like IT related things. And um, I I guess at some point I just decided, you know, like designing websites sounded so much better. Mm. And I'd done like a handful of them professionally, um, you know, pretty small projects, but, you know, like basically I got paid hourly because I charged so little that they're like, sure, whatever, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, yeah, at some point I just felt like, why don't I see if other people need websites? And I guess at the time I had like a – Probably I was way more confident than I should be, <laughs> um, which is interesting. There's this whole psychological principle called like the Dunning-Kruger effect, where it's like you learn a little bit about something, and because you go from like zero to like 1%, it, it feels massive because yeah. you're going to zero. Um, so you feel like you know everything because you previously know nothing, and you kind of build up this extreme confidence. Um, so I think that kind of helped me get started, just feeling like I know so much more than everybody who's doing it professionally. Yeah, you definitely um, have to be a little bit bullheaded to right, do that. I right. it's, it's definitely a virtue at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. And so it helped that, you know, I looked at like what the professionals around Ann Arbor were doing and it was a lot of like table-based layouts. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of like trying to design websites that looked like print brochure and worked like print material. Yeah. And I just read about like web standards and CSS and I was like, well, they're doing it wrong. I can Mm -hmm. do it better. Um, So I kind of just ended up telling people that they're like, you're going to hire these people and they're going to do it wrong, but I'm going to make it accessible and, uh, Apparently, like, that confidence worked enough where I got a couple projects and uh, it kind of snowballed from there and ultimately changed my major so that I could be out quicker Mm. um, because I wanted to do web design full-time and I didn't want to do IT. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, like, really, really bold.
0: I was... uh... Yeah, I, uh, after college and I realized I had to make, learn how to make websites, I put together a couple and then got an interview at the company that I really got my start at and really just said that I could do anything and, you know, I, I thought I could at the time, (laughs) but then once I actually started working, I was like, man, I don't know very much and really just had to, uh, To learn really quickly in a high pressure environment full of negative reinforcement, (laughs) which was so much fun. So yeah, like learning improvement was, oh, that's terrible.
1: What are you doing? Why are you doing that? God, you're awful. And then, yeah. Right. Which is, in a funny way, I feel like is kind of like owning a business, like, indefinitely. <laughs> yeah. It's always high pressure. You always have to learn something new. And when you do screw up, like, there's a lot of negative feedback from mm. everybody, really. Like, just having to be able to be okay with that and, like, deal with it and internalize it and cry at home sort of thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, my God. So, wait. Did you, um, did you work in-house anywhere or did you just pretty much go, like, from... Yeah, I just pretty much went from just out of the gate just like just myself which, that's so fortunate yeah sometimes i think it works to a disadvantage just because like i i have never seen how anybody mm. else does it which means that i made like every mistake that you could possibly make like i've made it even when you know like a lot of people talk about the common mistakes that you make like yeah like learn to say no and like don't work with friends and family mm. and you know it's like you hear those, but you almost have to, like, practice them, I think, yeah. like, in order to, like, really take advantage of those. I or, like to pra- Practice makes perfect right. <laughs> mistake-making skills, right. absolutely. Yeah, so I feel like maybe if I had worked in-house somewhere, like, I would have gotten to practice kind of mm. on somebody else's company <laughs> and gotten better. So in- instead, I just, you know, like, I made the same mistake tons of times. And, you know, some of them, like, I'm just now, like, okay, no, that's the last time I'm ever doing that. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's been... 10 years or something like that (laughs) yeah that's like I thought that I learned all these lessons working for other people
0: but what happened was I sort of learned them I didn't learn the right lessons like I learned the lesson but I learned but like I misinterpreted the point of the lesson and then still made like a different variation of that mistake I feel like I've been trying to be like, no, I'm finally going to, like, I got my solid principles. I know, yeah, I'm like, following my best practices. I've, you know, read all this stuff and gone to these talks and given... but Finally, one day, I'm going to stop, like, screwing up everything. And then someone is like hey, you know, you've been like kind of doing this wrong, like forever.
1: You're like, it never, it never stops. No, it doesn't. Um, But I mean, that's probably why, that's why you're successful, right? It's because like you're, you're able to realize that and kind of build upon it. Um, I I guess, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't feel that
0: way. Right. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, how you internalize the lessons is important. Um, Wow, so I guess my next question on my dossier was, what job were you doing when you decided to start your own company and since you don't even, you just were too cool for that step, um, let me brush through mine really quick here. Um, So I worked for a couple of years for a company which you know started out having like mandatory overtime okay everybody we're gonna stay till eight on tuesdays and wednesdays because reasons and your salary doesn't enough to pay you anymore so yay like that's a great incentive um basically it was a trial by fire and if you know earlier on i think it's something we all like i'm serious listen to this and think about it in your life because this is super important when I first kind of got through this trial by fire and made my own stand there within that company and established myself and, you know, really became a cornerstone of the team, I had thought for a time that the harsh conditions I worked in were something that molded me and that I excelled because of that. In retrospect, I really think that that negative reinforcement is something I excelled uh, in spite of. I think that with positive reinforcement and actual... Building of trust and and building people up instead of tearing them down and forcing them to build themselves up, I think would work a lot better. So, you know, it was something I've kind of had to internalize over the years. Is like, no, that 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 pressure wasn't that wasn't like, yes, good. I am forged in steel. It's more like, no, I managed to not like completely lose my mind. Um, so then I got another job working for a totally different company after uh, the first one basically tanked, um, and People from that old company just kept coming to me and being like, "What's happening? Why? Why is that company going crazy? And can you help us?" And that sort of just evolved into into uh, my business partner and I starting our own our own thing. So that's that's where I started from. And uh, now let's jump into like what, and this may be a harder question for you to answer because you've been doing this sort of like just forever. And maybe. Um, Your first year is I don't know where you like put a marker in the sand on that But what was like that first year like or that first like when you really felt like you were legitimate But not quite you know, what was that
1: initial struggle? Yeah, well certainly like there was a a switch moment where I guess I just decided that like I'm gonna try and make this Mm -hmm. work I I can see like the end of college in sight and when that's over I don't want to get a job Mm -hmm. so either this is gonna work or like it's gonna crash and burn and there goes that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I really first started trying, um, my friend and I had just landed this this one project. It was, like, essentially a .com site, um, like, six years after the .com bust <laughs> nice, uh, occurred, nice. where this guy was trying to sell, like, membership for consulting services mm-hmm. and, like you know, the, all you would do is get access to this website, which actually, funny, would be a good business model now. Um, right, but, I'm like, this sounds familiar. <laughs> right, but at the time, people weren't really paying for this, but, you know, he had money, he had other businesses, and, um, you know, we went and talked with him, and he talked about, like, these things that he wanted to do, and I was like, sure, we can do that, and I had no clue how to do it. Is Mark and, Sendo by any chance? Uh, no, but I do know him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this sounds right. like Mark Sendo scam. Okay, um, keep going. And they were, like, super nice to us, and I ended up, uh, you know, learning a whole bunch so I could build mm. some of the things that they wanted to do. Like, one of them was, like, a very simple, like, you know, businesses can list office equipment and sell it to each other sort of nice. uh, service. That's And never charged them a deposit because I was like, well, they just they keep saying how they want to pay us and, like, mm. just send us a bill. We'll pay it any time. Um and then ended up just never getting paid for it. And oh, I did all no. this work, oh. and uh, so the end result, works. right, right, <laughs> right. Did all this work, you know, sent it to them several times. What do you think? And they kept saying that they hadn't gotten it. And um, I had the only copy of their entire, the backup copy of their entire website on a zip drive yes. that they had given to me to work off of. And their their hosting company crashed, didn't have a backup. And they called me and said, we need you to drive this over right away. So I had all the clatter in the world <laughs> and could have just said, you need to pay me first. And you drove it over there. I drove it over you? there. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to pay me, right? They're like, oh, yeah, we'll look into that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so oh, God, I would have done the exact same thing. <laughs> right. Like, no, of course. I'm right. a good person. You're a good people We can make right. this work, right? Right. Yeah. Like, it's mutually beneficial. And, you know, I had gotten all the warnings in the world. My dad was even like, you know, you need to, like, have a contract and get, you know, payments. You know, I was like, why wouldn't they pay me? <laughs> um so that was like the very first project that went bad but then i i lucked into a a bigger project um there was a a residential uh real estate like condos being built downtown Mm -hmm. and ended up doing the website for them first and then taking over all their print work and that lasted a good year so that essentially like flowed me through that's awesome the first year um so that was really fortunate and i was willing to do anything at that Mm -hmm. point like there was one night where i stayed up like i literally stayed up all night printing um, floor plans so that they could have floor plans the next day at their yes. grand opening. Oh god, this uh, is bringing back so many, so many memories yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, because when it's like it's your first year, you're hungry, right? Mm. Like you're willing to do anything, anything to make it work. We're now like that prospect You're like, no, that's your problem. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my, oh man, that's that's too real. That's too
0: real. Yeah, I just, ditto. I guess like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, our first year was like yeah, it was like working, you know, I work at one job and then go home and work on the business. Um, you know, we were able to start off with sort of a nest egg of, of other clients from the previous business I had worked for, which was, you know, really what made it all possible was having that stuff. Cause there was like, you know, some SEO contracts in there and a couple of design projects, but not, you know, not enough to like float us for a year, but enough to like, at least, um, over six months or so build up a pat enough of a pad that i could leave my job and i think the first the first real sale we closed was like oh well, it was uh my our, our business coach slash mentor jennifer's uh old business partner from the uh, company they started and she uh, bought a fitness studio in, in chicago and So we were able to get that referral and that was like a ten thousand dollar project which was absolutely like massive at the time Mm -hmm. still nothing to nothing to sneeze at but and that was like that was the proof of 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 concept like okay we if we can get if we can get k then when we can do this and sometimes i'm still not sure how we survived the first year because we were doing like five thousand dollar websites but putting in like a hundred hours into them like we're charging a hundred dollars an hour, but we pretty much made like fifty on this to support like two and a half people. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure how that how right. we made it through, but yeah, it's just like the first year. Yeah, I, th- I think the first year of of owning a business is a year of yeses. You're like, I will say yes to anything yeah. that lets me do this for one more day, just one more day of freedom and you're yeah you're staying up all night like printing stuff off for some reason yeah i've gone like you know like a, a kinko's is like one in the morning to print off label mock-ups to like glue to a box to be like look here i made this <laughs> so you can you know completely ev- uh, you know eviscerate it in, in review and
1: uh yeah yeah that yeah. first year it's it's basically you just do whatever it takes and- and I think for a lot of people, that's like what you have to do, right? Like, yeah, like I don't. I mean, I certainly
0: I don't think I would have gotten very far if I have, if I hadn't done that. Um, but fortunately, I feel like just yeah, the the ratio of yes to no just becomes more and more balanced as mm-hmm. as time goes by, and you're like, okay, I have I have money, but I've also I've also discovered something called dignity, <laughs> <laughs> right. which is worth so much more. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I think it's definitely. Uh, a, it becomes more important, mm-hmm. you know, once you can afford to have some dignity. But um yeah, I think well, we should probably let, we'll have to do a part two of this sometime because that'd be fun. But Definitely. now we're in we're in wrap up phase because. We got we got places to be. Um, so, well, yeah. What kind of major lessons have stuck with you, um, or maybe just keep coming back to haunt you? We kind of touched on this earlier, but now
1: we can kind of just like really say what you mean. Sure, yeah. Whatever. So, there's tons of mistakes I made a whole bunch of times, but I feel like they're the the common ones that mm. lots of people talk about. Um, so, I think the thing that i don't know will ever leave but is kind of a major ongoing lesson is just kind of the mental game of it Mm -hmm. um where you know owning a business or running a business is there's just so much ups and downs like you're always going to face adversity and you know finding a way to to deal with that and manage it Mm um you know that's I think that ends up being the key because it's really easy to, at some point, just to get super down and be like, "That's it, I'm done, I quit." Mm. And you know, certainly, I've had you know those moments, and and they luckily they've been brief, um, brief enough where like the next morning I wake up, I'm like, "No," like mm. I, I'm also stubborn, so maybe <laughs> yeah. that helps. Um, I think so. But uh, yeah, like like figuring out like how are you going to cope with those those things when things go wrong, or um, when you realize that you're not good at something that <laughs> um, is really important for the business, like. <laughs> uh i think a lot of us get started because we love some aspect like of you know being like the technician like um you know i was into fine art so i really loved the design portion of it Mm -hmm. i was into technology so uh, i really liked you know building things um and, and so I love those things. And then all of a sudden, like, I had to, like, manage people. Yeah. Uh, and that's something I'm not great at and continuing to work on that. Um, so that's one thing. And then also, like, kind of an, an interesting flip side of that, like, getting started, you're going to face that adversity and, and trying to get through it. But then also, I think you, it's very easy if you're successful. If, if you get past that first year, you get to a point where um, you get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's almost just as bad because it's very easy to be like, oh, like, it's not that hard to, mm. to meet our expenses every month. Like, I'm making decent money, which is nice. I can buy things that I like. Um, I'm not panicked about, like, running out of money. Yeah. And it's very easy not to, like, take another risk and, and move forward because, like, you've had so many risks up mm-hmm. to that point. Mm. It's easy to become risk adverse. So, like, there's certainly been periods of time throughout, like, uh, the company where I look back and I was like, what did I do those two years? <laughs> like... <laughs> Why didn't I try and improve things? Um, so like being willing to kind of continually like jump into the pool, I guess and and move forward um, that's a lesson that I think I'm always you know trying to to revisit. Wow, yeah, that like
0: that's so that's so true. and that's yeah, you know, I think the um like you were saying the mind game of it being just a, a huge ongoing challenge is really a lot of reason why I started this podcast too because it's like. You know, people talk about, oh, how much should I charge and, and what should I invoice people and, you know, what should I do to, you know, to work in my business and improve it. But it's so much of it as a mental game that I think a lot that gets a lot of, it gets ignored and everybody then feels like, well, everybody else seems to be doing okay. Mm-hmm. Like why am I the one who's staying up all night? Like, yeah, go home and cry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's, we all, we all, we all, yeah. Cry and just turn the shower on. <laughs> right. Put, like some Celine Dion. Right, right. Set your phone in the sink. So it makes a nice speaker. And then, um, but no, the major, major lessons, major lessons, um, you know, I think focus has always been something that you're continually working on. Like, when you start, you're like, I have all these things I love to do, and now i found people to give me money to do the things I love. But then you find yourself being like, well, I want to design, and I want to do, like, logos, but I also want to do packaging, but I also want to do your website, cause I want to do all that stuff and make it all look... Cohesive and be perfect and awesome. And uh, what you find is that, like, well, one of those things may be profitable for your business. The other, the others are probably going to just cause you nothing but pain and take time away from you know what you're really good at. Um, So for us, over the years, you know, learning to focus on just what you're good at. Because again, we offered like logo design and all this stuff earlier on. And you know, nowadays maybe we will a bit if it's something that makes sense in the context of a product uh, project. But you know in general a lot of that just straight design deliverable that doesn't really necessarily involve like user interface or user experience you know it just doesn't slot into our uh, what we do best and
1: and uh, it's better to just n- not do the things that i'm not best at right um, and and it's interesting cuz as you grow it's like with more people it's almost like you have structure and processes that really support what you do well. And you throw a project that's not part of that in it, and everybody's kind of like, wait, how do we do yeah, this? Yeah, the whole thing goes to hell really right. fast. Right. Yeah, it's, um, you know, and that, that goes for like
0: hiring too, because we had hired someone who was more of like a print designer at one point. Uh, but then we just didn't really have the work to support that, and that wound up being a big drain on the business. And then. Um, you know, our coach is still constantly being like, "What are your, what clients do you work best with? You've got to focus on just marketing to those and just speaking to those people. Like, are you gonna do e-commerce or are you not gonna do e-commerce? You have got to focus. And we're still focusing on, or rather, still trying to sort out if there is like a real core, uh, you know, demographic within business within the businesses that we want to focus on. Um, that's that's kind of an ongoing discussion, but. You know, really, I think the the focus thing. If I had to pick one thing apart from you know, because obviously you got to learn to say no. You got to you know stop. You could stop training people to treat you like garbage and whatever. But uh, focus. focus.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good point, and it's something that we struggle with too. I mean, I think a lot of people, uh, maybe even in the web design space in general, because I don't. You see people who are like very specialized and the yeah. people who are just like generalists as far as like the type of clients that they work mm-hmm. with um it seems like there's a lot more generalist and you know people ask us like well what's your typical client i'm like oh, people with money i, like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah i mean i definitely have a b2b
0: slant but you know because yeah and she'll be like she'll be like well we well, need to like focus on these people and not take on these other projects and i'm like but I need money. <laughs> like, right. I'm not rich enough to be that focused yet. Right. Like when I roll up in a Bentley, then I'll be like, "No, I don't want to work on your particular organization today. Right, right now, you know, I, I wanna,
1: I wanna, I wanna be able to afford my my beben for lunch on Friday. Or right, right. But you know, who knows? You know. If- few years from now we'll come back and say that like that was one of the mistakes that we knew like everybody says you need to focus you need to pick your you know what are you going to specialize in and we just kept not doing it so yeah exactly yeah we'll we'll follow up on this later
0: and be like more mistakes
1: yeah (laughs) all right well that about wraps us up so
0: uh, don't forget to go to buildcreate.com step three. That'll forward you over to iTunes where you can leave a rating and a review. I will be so personally grateful if you do that. It really helps our rankings and uh, maybe getting featured in iTunes. iTunes literally gives you like no information about your show at all. You just have to get people to rate and review it and hope for the best. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, etc., you can send those to podcast at buildcreate.com. And big thanks again to Ross for coming out and talking with us today. I think that uh, I think that I had a really good time, and I hope that people really you know enjoy the insight and uh, you know are able to take away something that helps them in their daily life. Well, thanks for having me. All right, cheers, and we'll catch y'all next time.